0: Welcome back to another episode of the ACC Now podcast. I know over the last few weeks, our listeners have been used to hearing us talk basketball. Uh, basketball is less than twenty-four hours over, so it's never too soon to get to some football talk. Um, I'm Jonas Popeforth, NC State beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, and I'm joined today by Let's Cubit from the state. Now, when she's not covering national championship winning winning women's basketball teams, she does cover the clemson tigers alexis i know it's been a whirlwind for you the last few weeks so things are starting to slow down a little bit so thank you for joining us this week
1: yeah definitely i'm i guess you could say i'm back on the other side of the enemy lines it's kind of interesting covering south carolina and some of the clemson people were like are you still like yeah i am just just switching and, and now i'm back over to to the orange side so uh definitely glad to get some uh some football in
0: you know, I just thought about it. It's, it's so wild that between our two papers, in North Carolina and South Carolina, we had representatives in the women's and men's uh, national title game. So it's definitely uh, basketball heaven down here in this area. But, you know, less than 24 hours from basketball season ending, like I said, it's time to look ahead to football. Uh, Clemson has their spring game this Saturday. NC State has their spring game this Saturday. And we're, we're staring down the real possibility that we might be looking at teams 1, eight, one and 2 in the uh, in the division coming up this year, uh, we'll we'll see maybe one of us to get to Charlotte, even though neither one of us got to Charlotte last year because Wake Forest ruined those right. plans. <laughs> maybe one of us to get to Charlotte uh, this fall uh, in the Atlantic Division. So we'll, we'll start with Clemson. Uh, like I said, spring game coming up uh, this Saturday in, in Death Valley. So poor Clemson fans, you know, only had ten wins last year. Just right. went to the Cheez It Bowl. It's, it's tragic. It is our, our you know. Is a is the sky falling in Clemson this spring because of the of the off year? I'm doing my air quotes off year they had last season.
1: Yeah, you know it's kind of interesting um because I was talking to a buddy of mine who covers another school, and he said, you know, if they went ten and three, all the coaches would get raises and they'd have a parade. But you know, for for Clemson, and I mean that's just a testament to the uh, the standard they've set. I think. Honestly, I do think it was a little bit of a for lack of a better term wake up call for for a lot of them um there does seem to be um a little bit more i won't say urgency, but there there is a an earnest effort to get some things corrected. I feel like um I don't know that there are many starter positions that are necessarily secured um particularly on the offensive side there're obviously in the practices we did see um some main guys you know running first unit, obviously. The DJ Uyungle, Bo Collins, Joseph Ngata, uh, Brandon Spector, I believe, in the practices we did see also um, ran out first, um, coming back after really, really bad experience with COVID-19 and just some different health issues that he went through. Um, And then defensively, I mean, they pretty much get everybody back on the line, have some spots to fill there um, among DBs. But, yeah, you know, I think they definitely – they definitely want to right the perceived wrongs of last season and get some things corrected. And uh should be interesting. Um, as you mentioned, spring game is on Saturday um to see how how that all unfolds.
0: So it's funny you just said right some wrongs. That brings me to a question now. Clemson in in in, in years past, they don't have to play a lot of revenge games or a lot of get back games because they, you know, they usually win so much. But there is one maybe revenge get back game on their schedule in the early October, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> last year, they came up <laughs> to Raleigh, and uh, NC State uh, defeated them. It was a double, two overtimes up here at Florida, oh, Stadium. October 1st, uh, NC State comes down to Death Valley. I, I doubt, I could be wrong. You're the insider, Clemson. I, I doubt people have had that circle on their calendar. But do you get the feeling that maybe, hey, they may be looking to this game on October 1st? Well, okay, we got to get those guys back for, for knocking us off last year.
1: Oh yeah, I think so. I think it's in the back of their minds. Plus, that's already that already had underlying rivalry type feels to it, just because of the history between the two teams and the different, you know, back and forth. Um, but yeah, no, I think every game that they lost, they they're kind of, you know, looking at like, okay, I think I will say I don't know if it's I'll put it this way. I think if it was switched and the pit loss was second, and then um, the NC State loss was third. I think there might be a little more, um, even more intensity to it, just because that third loss was really what kind of put them in, again, relative panic. Um, but the NC State loss was where it was like, you know, that's what I think made people's ears kind of perk up, perk up, and that's what ultimately really kind of put them out of the college football playoffs for a seventh consecutive year. So I think, yeah, that is definitely a game that they're going to be looking at, you know, instead of like, OK, we get you guys, you know, at home. And I think just because of that streak that they have, I believe it's 34 games at home that they've won, um, 34 straight. You know, they're looking at that and thinking, OK, this is winnable. You know, we can get this one back. You know, um, also Brian Brzee was out of that game. You know, um, they lost him. I guess that was midway through. And so, you know, they'll have him. Um, hopefully have him back he's still kind of rehabbing going through some things but yeah I think there's definitely a um there's there's some there will be a lot of intensity I'll say in that game
0: yeah Brian I'm sure he has no love for Raleigh because losing that game in September and then you know his sister's college career ended in Raleigh in the NCAA tournament uh, a few weeks ago so yeah I mean it's it's, it's wild that we are in uh April and already looking at a game, on what, October 1st. But right, for, yeah. if, if you're NC State, like, that's that's the bridge you have to cross because you're bringing all these guys back. You're going to have these high expectations. You're going to probably be a, a, a top 15 preseason, pre-season team. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows if they want to reach their goals, we'll get to Charlotte, they have to go to Clemson, at Clemson. So it, it's no easy task. But, you know, on the Wolfpack side, NC State their spring game on Saturday um, we all know the, the numbers 10 starters back on defense, Devin Leary back on offense. Uh, they have to replace their best offensive line, which is going to be a first round draft pick uh, here in a couple weeks. But yeah, I, I think people in Raleigh probably against better judgment are already looking forward to that game on October 1st as, as well. But I mean, it is what it is. That's how we live now. Like I said, basketball is over. Everybody's looking towards, towards football season. Um, Clemson had to make some changes, obviously, with their coaching staff. Um, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, which is a big change for for Dabo. How 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 has the new coaches come in? How have the new coaches come in and kind of? I mean, they were already on staff, right? So they had it wasn't a big transition. How's it yeah. going with the new coordinators?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's really interesting because you know it seems to be a little bit of a. I didn't even think about it so just now. It seems to be a little more of a burst of youth. Um, you know, with this new staff, Wes. I don't think he's forty yet. Brandon Streeter isn't 40. Uh, Kyle Richardson looks youngish. The beard kinda, uh, kind of, kind uh, of doesn't really do any favors as far as kind of guessing age, but I mean, you have him, uh, Nick Eason, who obviously played for Clemson and was a, a standout defensive lineman. Um, You know, a lot of those guys, uh, Mike Reed, you know, is one of the, the elder statesmen now Um, his position kind of got moved to where um, you know he added two new positions actually um, or two new job responsibilities during the offseason with you know a special teams coordinator and then becoming the um, associate head coach so I think it, it'll be it helps that they've all been there um, especially with the guy like Wes Goodwin who maybe was behind the scenes and isn't known to us um, from the outside but he's known by the players they all love him and talk about you know just what a genius he is he's very very uh, locked in and you know, very much about the game. Not a whole lot of you know, frills and extra stuffs. X's and O kind of guy. Um, Brandon Streeter, who obviously was coaching the quarterbacks, um, now has a little more control of uh, play calling as the offensive coordinator. Although he did mention that um, before Tony left for Virginia, Tony Elliott, Tony did give him a say sometimes in you know that that play calling. So, and plus he had experience um, at the FCS level um, at Richmond and at Liberty. So even though it's a different definitely a different level he at least knows you know what it takes to be a coordinator that intensity and that level is just a little different now um but yeah I think I think they've got a solid group I kind of joked on uh on Twitter you, you're being a little behavior Jonas on that one but I joked on Twitter about Kyle Richardson putting Tupac over Biggie and you know I said all right that's you know that's solid decision making so I already you know think he's programs in good hands with him there uh with the tight ends and uh the, um the passing game coordinator um but yeah definitely uh, I think it helps them having been on the staff not only knowing you know the players but just knowing the system that Dabble likes to run being able to implement that system and you know I'm sure Dabble allows them you know to have some say as you know younger guys who are you know have their own ideas and you know um different things and I mean it's a different world we live in as far as football goes so I think um just that youth of that that group and having some guys that have kind of working up, been working up in the ranks definitely, um, definitely helps. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, just some of that and how that goes on Saturday.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the flip side of that is NC State, you know, bring it back every single assistant coach from a year ago. Um, the
1: only ACC school, right?
0: The only ACC school to do so. Uh, Important that they brought back, you know, especially bringing back Tim Beck, Who has another off season with Devin Leary? You know, we were talking to Devin Leary uh, earlier this spring, and he's you know last year, coach said that uh, Devin Leary was able to finish Tim Beck's sentences because they've been around each other so long. So I I asked Devin Leary, I said, "Well, with another spring, are you able to read his mind now? Because you guys (laughs) have been around each other so much." He kind of joked a little bit, Um, and then you bring back Tony Gibson. You give Tony Gibson ten of his starters back. From that, you know that top-rated defense a year ago, so it should be interesting. Like I said, it's it's funny to see the new court at Clemson, where you got the guys who've been there for a while uh, yeah. at NC State. When you, when you look across the division, we, we won't even look across the whole ACC. You personally, when you look across the division, is it is it Clemson State, maybe Wake, or the Clemson State and just everybody else uh, in the race for the for the uh, division title?
1: Yeah, um, uh, it's hard to tell because I really. I really am not sure just how the adjustments will go for Clemson. I think because football is very much, um, I mean, football is very much stay the same in terms of this is who it's always been. You know, it's very hard for people to kind of break in. So I think at this point, Clemson still, you know, even though, you know, uh, Wade came out of the division and Pitt ended up winning it, I still think people have Clemson circled on there unless, unless Clemson goes, you know, Oh, and 12, and which I don't see happening at all. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be a time where they're not, you know, on the radar of the division and the conference. So I definitely think, you know, for outside, they, they're, you know, this the standard and the people that you have to get through. But I think around the division, I mean, you definitely have some contenders. I mean, like we just talked about NC state, you know, um, you know, giving them a run for their money and beating them in double overtime, uh, Even though, you know, other division but I mean Pitt even beating them you know um, Georgia Tech was a last minute goal line stand for Clemson to win that game I mean you know there was no easy game for Clemson well the Wake game was surprisingly a a blowout but I mean it was in Death Valley so you have to count for that Um, and Clemson or Wake hasn't beat them in some time but I mean there were more close games than not last year so I think That maybe gave some teams some confidence to say, hey, you know, um, maybe we can kind of break in here. Boston College was another one that um, should be pretty decent this year. So, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I think it's wide open. Um, But I think just from the team's perspectives, they're still, you know, focusing in on and honing in on uh, Clemson being the team to beat.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's a crazy year where I mean, I'd be curious to see when we go to Charlotte. this summer for the for the AC kickoff, how people vote for the uh for the uh division. Will it be unanimous Clemson or NC State we predicted first, which would be a nightmare scenario for them? <laughs> you know, as far as the expectation goes, that would be a nightmare The state is picked first. Um uh, I, I I would be curious to see how many votes Wake get with Sam Hartman coming back, and this is what they did last year. So yeah, it's it, it's I don't I don't think people are gonna go down and say Clemson, 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 Clemson right down the ballot so yeah, yeah it's gonna it's this is it's gonna be a fun year we, we'll see what happens um spring again spring games for both teams are this Saturday I, think. I know NC State put out some information say it's gonna be a game format in the first half second half running clock um what's who who's gonna be out for Clemson or who's gonna be one guy you think the fans Clemson fans should look forward to taking advantage of some extra snaps extra reps this spring because maybe some other guys out
1: you know, I think they brought in a really, really interesting freshman class that I think you'll see a lot of them get some playing time early. And because I personally do like a good defense, um, which that's why Clemson was fun for me last year to cover. Uh, Toriano Pride is a guy that I'm going to watch. The new cornerback, you know, four-star guy, five eleven. Um, he came in with a lot of a lot of uh, expectation, a lot of um, a lot of good buzz around him. I mean, he actually had a pick six in uh, one of their scrimmages last week. So, you know, one of two guys, I can't remember the second one was, but he's been someone that they've talked about um, someone that, you know, has been getting some reps, obviously there are two, you know, starter positions open with Mario Goodrich and Andrew Booth, both, you know, presumably be going to draft, obviously Andrew being projected to be a first round pick. Um, you know, that obviously leaves room for, for Sheridan. Sheridan was Andrew's backup. So, um, Dabo kind of alluded to him being, you know, a starter. Um, Mike Reed didn't exactly um, share that same commitment, but obviously, it makes sense as a position coach. You want to keep that competition going. Um, also, too, I think it helps Toriano if that doesn't sound totally horrible. But Sheridan is injured. Um, he had a groin deal, and so I don't think he'll be able to go um, on Saturday. So that leaves that open for Toriano to kind of get those reps. It will be interesting to see who they have first there in that secondary. Um, on the offensive side, I think you got to kind of go with, I mean, the quarterback would be the the hot answer to say, you know, just with what's happening with DJ, Lee and, Lily, and Kate Klubnik. But I want to see Phil Moffa, um, the running back there. I want to see him take those reps and be the guy. You know, um, he was supposed to redshirt last year, but just because of injuries and transfers, they ended up burning that redshirt year and it was the three, as Dabo called him, a the three-headed monster with uh, Will Shipley and Kobe Pace. Um, those guys are both out um, right now with injuries, kind of working their way back. So Phil's been the guy, you know, um, and he had some really, really good runs, just a strong kid um, who pushed his way into um, the end zone for a touchdown at one point last year for in a game. Um, I think he will really take that role and run with it, um, for lack of a better term. Um and uh yeah so those are those are two of two of the guys that I'm looking forward to seeing um it will be interesting to see that defensive line the Avengers as they call themselves um wide receiver rise Brandon Spector we haven't seen a whole lot from him see how he's kind of you know um doing like I mentioned earlier with that that health issue um he's got a lot of good Good hype around him and a lot of good talk about him from his teammates and coaches. So, yeah, I think maybe more, even more so than last year, there's so much expectation and um, questions going into this spring game because of how last year went and um, just a lot of competition at different positions.
0: Uh, I I think along along those same lines, the NC State, the defensive line, like you said, we have State has so many guys who are out this spring and coach Doran talking about Josh Harris and that and, and then taking advantage of those reps now the defensive line is State does not have a cool nickname like the Avengers but maybe I can get those guys maybe I can get those guys to work on it at some point right uh, this season I, I like that I like that way better than Power Rangers so we'll, we'll, we'll see what the <laughs> NC State guys can do Alexis I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and it's always like I said it's never too early to talk a little football um, so get, get some rest catch your breath you know I know it's been a, a whirlwind, a couple of weeks, last couple of weeks for you. So, uh, yeah, just get, get get your reps in, and then we'll we'll see you, in, uh I guess I'll see you in August and or July in Charlotte, and then uh, yeah. the big showdown in October. Um, and uh, in, in Death Valley. oh, I do want to ask you though: Have you looked at the schedule? Yet? Are there any cities you're looking forward to traveling to uh, with football this year, for for the, maybe for the first time, or just visiting uh, following Clemson this year?
1: All right, so the very first thing that popped in my head, because I was going to say this, but I didn't know how to bring it up in a professional way. Um, I have been to Atlanta before, but I'm definitely looking forward to that Georgia Tech game because it's Luda Day weekend. So uh, I might oh, have first
0: to- game of the season, right? hmm Yeah, okay.
1: So I might have to go a little early and, you know, check that out. Um, what's the other one? Um, not too big of a fan of Boston, but I might, you know, it's a trip. No, so, wait, wait, wait. Um, when,
0: when, when did they go to Boston College?
1: In October, I want to okay. say so
0: I went I went last October with State And I, I enjoyed it. the weather, wasn't bad In October, yeah. um, there was a lot going on Downtown tonight, but Boston Boston will be cool in October, so yeah Yeah,
1: and then Tallahassee will be interesting
0: We'll, we'll talk about it all oh,
1: okay. <laughs> 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 Sounds good, sounds
0: good Alright, let's just take it easy
1: Alright, thanks, Jonas